tonight's episode 82, and we're gonna be talking about company culture, hiring practices, firing practices, and everything in between with Nicole Smart. She is the Vice President of Star Staffing, and we're gonna be with her for 30 minutes using the hashtag YFEChat. Make sure that you chat in, introduce yourself, and tweet your takeaways. So my name is Jennifer Dono. I'm your host for this evening's YFE Chat Live. It's episode 82, and our guest tonight is Nicole Smart of Star Staffing. Very excited to chat with her because we're going to talk about company culture. And you know, if you don't have any employees right now, who knows in the next month, the next two months, you could be hiring. If you have employees and you're not so concerned with your company culture, we'll, we'll find out why you should be. We're also going to talk to her about hiring practices, how to fire someone, and also some temporary uh, employment pieces which I know is some of um, is some great information because the holidays are coming around soon so tonight's episode episode 82 is brought to you by Ovali TV Ovali believes in building community through shared experiences we produce professional live webcasts that bring tribes together and by MailChimp MailChimp is the best way to design send and share email newsletters you can get started today at MailChimp.com for free and look, we have um, our Freddie sighting is down here by Simon Sinek's Start With Why book. I really am having a lot of fun organizing the books. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. What is a Freddie? The Freddie's a little MailChimp monkey guy. Whatever. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for showing up live. I, I'm checking out the chat. It looks like we have a lot of awesome people on. Before we bring Nicole on, I want to go ahead and do a couple shout outs. Book Club, uh, Bootstrap Book Club is YFE's book club. We just started reading Thank You Economy by Stace or by <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> uh, Stacey awesome. Harris is the host of Bootstrap Book Club. And she actually just did a live kickoff kickoff event on Tuesday and it was a lot of fun she talked about um, some major pieces in the book and talked a little bit about networking so make sure that you go to youtube.com forward slash wife entrepreneur and check that out Stacey also had question one up in the book club so make sure that you guys join it's yfe.me forward slash uh, find me in the club is how you can find out more about the book club and uh, I wanted to point out or wanted to feature a couple couple YFEs. What is wrong with my mouth tonight? I keep messing up all my words. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Tiffany Silverberg, I wanted to feature two of them, two people that have answered question one as a thank you for answering the question, sharing your insights, because you never know who you can help out with that. Um, Tiffany Silverberg is one of them. She's someone that often attends YFE chat. She's a copywriter. You can find out her website, um, find out more about her on her website at tiffanysilverberg.com. I uh, really love her. I've heard nothing but amazing things about our copywriting services. And I wanted to feature Chasing sh chasing Shiny Squirrels. Her name's Ashley. And uh, she's recent. She's a new recruit to the book club. And she was one of the first people that answered um, the question. And she her question, her answer was fantastic. So ChasingShinySquirrels.com and TiffanySilverberg.com. Thank you, too, so much for answering questions. Hopefully, you'll all join us in Bootstrap Book Club. And then finally, the action calendar is changing for October. 
October, we're going to do a challenge Friday. So make sure that you look out for that on youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. Rather than doing a daily action, we're going to come up with just one each Friday. That's a big challenge that you guys can check in with each other on using the hashtag YFE chat. So let's talk about tonight's guest. Hopefully you guys have all uh, checked in using YFE chat on Twitter. Um, Before we bring uh, tonight's guest on, I should check in with Stacy and see how everything's going. Uh, Stacy, do you have anything to report to us on on what's going on Twitter and the chat? I don't. I'm excited that Reader is here. Reader is here. I haven't seen her in a while, so hi. I'm glad you're back. And Corey Freeman wants to know how Obamacare affects her pet costs. (laughs) I don't think it does, Corey. Did Sorry. you guys see the new Affordable <laughs> Health Care Act on Funny or Die? Um, the new Affordable no, Health Care Act ad. It's with Jennifer Hudson. You guys will have to look at it. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I know it was a joke, Corey. It's Google okay. Google it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's talk about tonight's guest. Thank you so much, Stacey. Stacey, at the Stacey Harris is on our at YF Entrepreneur Twitter handle. And so she'll be checking for your tweets. Yep. See you guys All right, so Nicole Smart, our guest, brings her drive, expertise, and professionalism to Star Staffing as its co-owner and vice president. Her commitment to providing long-term cost savings and productivity improvements for clients is an underlying goal as she manages the company's day-to-day operations throughout the North Bay area. Nicole's actually been doing this for six years before she joined the company as vice president in 2009, and she's gained valuable experience from the ground up. The background fostered this background fostered Nicole's firm understanding of what makes the ideal match between employee and employer. Knowledge that she leverages to benefit star staffing's clients and employees. So Nicole, welcome on to YFE Chat Live. Thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm getting right into this. I was looking over your bio and you, so this is a big topic here at YFE. You skipped college and you went straight from high school into the staffing world. What exactly is staffing, first of all, and what different <laughs> roles have you played within the industry? Absolutely. It's a great question. I get asked this weekly, what is staffing and what do I do? So there are matchmakers for love and we are matchmakers for talent. So we make the best match between employee and employer. And so I will give you an example of that. ABC company reaches out to me and says, hey, Nicole, I need two marketing coordinators. So what I do is I get all the information, what their culture's like, what skills are needed, what the requirements are, experience needed to do the job, and then we go out and we find these people for the job, the best suitable candidate. I like to say we're purple squirrel finders. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so now as far as the staffing goes though, as a business model, this is where I was getting a little confused, but you've got one client being the actual employer that's seeking the employee, and then you have the second, the employee. So who is paying you out of this? Absolutely, so the employee applicants do not pay anything. So the employer, the client that they are working at, pays us, and then we pay the employee. So we're their employer of record. Very interesting. So now going into your actual position now, so you you started six years prior to even getting into this company. You actually, there's a, a really popular article that was going around that was on AOL where it's talking, talking about how you went from actually being the receptionist at a staffing company to actually owning one. 
So can you tell us a little bit about that process and what it actually took to get to being a vice president and co-owner of Star Staffing? A lot of sacrifice and discipline. (laughs) I bet, I bet. Um, I would say I worked a lot of hours. I worked when no one else was working and I lost a lot of friends and boyfriends and even family members couldn't believe all the hours I put in. But now that they see, you know, it was time well spent. So I started right out of high school. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And so I just applied on the junior college website career center for a receptionist position. And it was at a staffing company and it was called Remedy Intelligent Staffing and it was a franchise company at the time. And I started as a part-time receptionist and they so not just even a kept, full-time receptionist, just part-time. Not even full-time. <laughs> That's awesome. It was completely part-time. I had no idea what I was doing because as you know, and I'm sure the viewers are like, what is staffing, right? It's kind of complex. Do we pay? Who pays? Um, and I learned it and I kept taking on additional tasks and I would read every email I always ask that I was put on all the emails with client communication so I could start to understand and grasp what, you know, we did. That's Um, a great point there, being asking to be put into that, uh, into the, into the fold, the conversation. That's not something I think a lot of people do. I, I think we need to be more vocal. I think that we need to ask for things and we need to, you know, tell our managers or bosses or the owners, you know, what we want and where we want to be with the company. And, you know, coming and not knowing the industry, um, I thought it was the best way for me to understand and be able to, you know, do everything I could to be successful in the company and in return, make them successful. I think that's a great point. So in that same uh, same space, you actually, as part of Star Staffing, you started out at another company and then you were working for Star Staffing first before you became an owner, right? So I started at Remedy Staffing, um, 18, right out of high school, and I was a receptionist and I learned many things and then I was promoted to a recruiter. And so then I started you know, screening applicants, recruiting, making placements, doing some account management. And then from there, they added on payroll to my job. So now I started making sure all the time cards, everyone got paid correctly for hundreds of employees while still recruiting. Oh my gosh. And then I got promoted to business services manager. So there's, there's three things in our company. There's temporary placements, which could be a one day assignment to, you know, indefinite terms. So it could be a year long, then there's temp to hire where the employer actually plans to hire them on. There's that possibility of being converted to the client's payroll. And then there's direct placement. Sounds like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, but it, it gets easier. So when I became the business services manager, I was hi- doing more of the hiring for like larger accounts, more like CEO type placements, accountants, um, you know, director. So those were direct hire placements where it's like an upfront fee. And then I was asked to buy the company when I was 21. They were looking to sell. And I declined because I still was new to staffing and I didn't really, you know, at 21. 
at 21. <laughs> I regret it. Um, and so then I became, so then they sold their company to one of the largest staffing companies, which is Select Staffing. And at that time, I jumped into the sales role. And I did sales, and I was still recruiting, and I was still handling payroll issues. And I said, you know what? I regret not buying this company. I need to start my own company. So I left Select Staffing to venture on on my own path. And at that time, Star Staffing approached me because they got word that I was going to start my own company. And they said, Nicole, we don't want to compete against you. Come join us. And at that time, I said, I don't want to join a company where I cannot be an owner. And I was, again, vocal, straight to the point. I didn't want to waste anyone's time. That's one thing. We never get time back. And so I don't like to fluff. I like to be straight to the point. And they said, Nicole, come on as an account executive, a sales rep. And if you do X amount of business, we will talk about you joining forces. It just so happened that the president of the company was fading out. And what she did for the company is exactly where my expertise was. So it was a little of great timing for me. Yeah, awesome timing for you. But I think, you know, before you get into the actual um, logistics of how that all happened, I think that's a great point for other entrepreneurs to consider is the fact that if your competitor is branching out like you were creating your own shop, um, how Star Staffing approached you and said, come work for us. We'd rather not compete against you. That was one great point of, you know, rather than competing, why don't you join me? And the other point that I like that you brought up was the idea that uh, we can um, we can acquire a partner or acquire someone by providing someone with this with sweat equity, essentially. So you can, rather than starting your own shop and having to work from the ground up, you can actually approach another entrepreneur. And I loved how you said, you know, voice your opinion, say exactly what you want, be straight to the point. Um, and actually say, hey, I'd like to join your company. What will it take? And have that type of a conversation. I think that's awesome point. So as far as once this was in there and you were working to get to a certain price point or um, a number of sales, how did this all unfold? Did you have to remind them, say, hey, I really want to be an owner? What did that look like? You know, I hit my sales goal. They gave me six months to hit my goal and I hit it the first month. And I said, oh my gosh, but it's a, it's a big commitment to you know, join forces, not just to a company and work for a company, but to actually become an owner. There's a lot of liability and it's, it's like a marriage. And I had never worked with, you know, Lisa or Carla at the time. So I did want a few more months to go by to really know, yeah. do we share the After same one month. values? <laughs> That's crazy. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, um, once I realized that we were so in line and we were the perfect pair, then we got our attorneys involved and the accountants and, and we worked out a, a deal. I did have to push a little bit. Where are we? Because, you know, attorneys can. <laughs> attorneys take some time. And so I had to push forward. So I joined Star Staffing in August of 2009 and I was an owner in October 2010. Oh, my gosh. That's and then, crazy. Yeah, it happened real quickly. <laughs> really, really fast. Well, and it's funny, uh, on the chat, Corey Freeman is saying, um, 
join me or I will crush you. <laughs> uh, and then also how she's impressed that you've learned all of this, um, all of, uh, you've acquired so many different variations of business skills, whether it's with payroll or whatever it is, without having to go to college. You, it's real life practical experience. So from the beginning of actually starting in the staffing industry to today, how many years has it been? And I'm sorry if this ages you. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's been 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Well, with that in mind, so you're, you are very young for being in your position and you were actually awarded, let me make sure I get this right, the 40 under 40 award from the North Bay Business Journal. So what about you has set you apart from your other, like your, your peers, the people that you worked with when joining Star Staffing and other people in the staffing industry? Absolutely. Besides from being the youngest, (laughs) Um, to to receive the award, it was definitely noticeable at the award ceremony that when they were reading everybody's background, that I did not have this extraordinary academic background. And I think that being you know self-made and self-educated um, really stood out to people. Um, some people would see that as a negative. I see it as a positive. Everyone loves to hear an underdog story, someone that came up. I mean, that's something that's heartwarming. That's movies are made after it. You don't hear someone that got into an Ivy League school and did well. I mean, maybe Facebook, but even that is kind of an underdog story in that he didn't graduate, right? Um, So, well, let's talk about hiring. Uh, So we were talking about company culture at the beginning of this. What exactly is company culture, first of all, and why is it important? Absolutely. So company culture is kind of your environment. I would I would definitely say it's a lot to do with your core values. And your core values are basically principles that guide you in your day-to-day activities. And I should so, mention before you get too far into this, because I'm sure you're not going to say this about yourself, but you were, another award, you were given a best to work for. Is that the right? Um, best places to work. Yes. 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 Another award. So, awesome. So you know, you really do know what it do. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I think core values are huge. Um, there's a book, one of the Zappos books talks largely about culture, and I recommend everybody getting that, not only if you plan to hire and, and build this empire or you know whatever you're set out to do. It's just a great book to read, and it really um, opened my eyes to how core values are so important. Even if you have two people in the company, these are, you know, principles that guide you in your day-to-day activity and you want them to be plastered on your wall and reminded of, um, especially when the going gets rough that, you know, you operate with integrity or, you know, whatever it is that makes you different and sets you apart. Well, I think on that note too, whether or not you have employees that need to partake in this company culture, I think it's evident from the outside when someone has a strong company culture, whether it's one employee, two employees, or whatever it is, I think it's attractive to people that you see that this is a company that has fun, or maybe it's a company that uh, it pays very close attention to detail, whatever it is that your values are. But I really love how you mentioned, you know, having it plastered on the wall. I think the best companies are the ones that really do that. Absolutely. And we, you know, we have a few core values, but our main thing is that we like to have fun, but we keep it real. (laughs) So on that note, how do, how can we as, you know, employers with small budgets put together a company culture that's exciting? If we can, I mean, we're not necessarily going to deck the headquarters out with, you know, a lot of video games or whatever it is. What are some ways that we can instill a good company culture and a small budget? On a small budget, absolutely. We're still on a small budget. (laughs) 
So I think the biggest thing is where employees feel valued and appreciated and part of the team. So when you open up discussions to them and let them share their ideas, um, that's huge. Um, We do little thank you cards to all employees, just about little things. I love that. Yeah, we have, I don't know if you can see it, but we have your lifesaver. We try to make them funny. Um, You rocked it, and there's a picture of a rock. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But little things that they can come the next day to. So right now is our busiest time of year. We're working about 12-hour days. We come in on the weekend for job fairs. We are just busy, busy, busy. And just constantly motivating and letting them know that we appreciate them because they're not there with their families. They're working with us. And so we try to do luncheons, you know, order pizza, um, just little things. We actually had a masseuse come in and she gave us a discount because, you know, we have quite a few people. But it's, if you don't have a budget, it's really just making people feel valued and part of something bigger than, than just themselves. Feeling part of something bigger. I think that's a fantastic point. Absolutely. So, and oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish that point. No, that's I was wrapping up. So, <laughs> so let's talk about hiring. You're saying you were talking about temporary workers beforehand. Christmas is coming up, holidays, Halloween, whatever it is that the holiday is around. There's a number of women that have retail businesses that have uh, brick and mortar shops, and I'm sure a more foot traffic is coming through the door. So what are some best practices as far as hiring someone that's not necessarily necessarily looking for a full-time job? Maybe it's part-time or it's a temporary worker. Definitely staffing companies are a great source. <laughs> but if you're looking just for somebody, you know, to hire on your own without a staffing firm, I would really reach out to your connections. That would be my biggest tip. Referrals are always the best source. And someone you know knows somebody that's looking for a part-time job. I guarantee it. Um, I would start by sending out an email blast to everyone you know, describing the position and who your dream candidate would be. And then I would also you know, blast it on Facebook and LinkedIn and LinkedIn groups. And I think you'd get a great response. Um, my other tip would be to go to colleges for part-time students and also do internships. That's a great, um, that's yeah. a great way to not pay anyone and kind of get good experience from someone. Well, let's talk about the cost of going through a staffing company really fast because we're talking about part-time temporary workers. And that seems like a big onboarding process for someone that might not be around for that much time. So what are the costs involved when you do I mean you forfeit the payroll piece but you are having to pay someone to hire employees so what what does that look like so basically a staffing company will do everything we hold complete liability so you're not paying taxes you know the payroll um, unemployment costs so when that person is only seasonal and they leave you don't have to pay that workers compensation yeah, so that if just they sounds work, like a big mess that would make yeah. me <laughs> there's not a lot of liabilities <laughs> that goes into having an employee if they're driving and expensing and there, there's a lot that people don't see um going on so basically what we do is we you tell us what you want and we give it to you on a platter we can coach employees once they're there we can end them basically you have the employee do what you want to do and all the things you don't want to do, like firing somebody, <laughs> coaching them, any discipline, we handle that for you. 
So let's say that, well, first of all, so how much does that cost? <laughs> it depends. So there's a markup on top. So if it's a temporary or temp to hire position, it we take the pay rate of what you want to pay the person and then we add like a markup on top of it. Okay. So it can vary. So, it depends on the workers comp code, how long, how difficult the position is to fill. So that employer then would then turn to you and then pay on a monthly basis or what does that look weekly. like? Weekly. Weekly. Okay. Yeah, that so sounds so pay, much more so so yeah, much more we, efficient. <laughs> <laughs> we pay our employees every Friday. So every Friday they get a paycheck. We pay them. We're kind of like a bank. So we're paying our employees and then our clients aren't paying us for like net 10 terms. So we're just throwing out all this cash and then we get money, you know, down the road. So now let's talk about, so if someone actually does hire someone and they find out shortly thereafter that it's not the best fit, what are some best practices as far as firing an employee? What does, I mean, if we, if we don't go through a staffing company? So if you have, so my biggest thing is to hire slowly and fire quickly. That's a great point. <laughs> and, and then my next tip would be to document everything. Um, before you even get to, to firing, if you start to see that the, you know, get those feelings that this isn't the right candidate, you did not hire the right candidate, I would start to do a review with them. I advise everybody to do a 90-day assessment. You could do a 30-day assessment. We do, as our staffing, we do a 90-day assessment. And that's just where we can communicate with the employee where they are, where they need to be, um, and if they're meeting expectations. If they're not meeting expectations, we put together a performance improvement plan for them that's very detailed on where they need to be and how we're gonna get them there. And you could review that, you know, 30 days out, um, 60 days. If at that time they're still not improving, <laughs> then it is time to let them go. And I highly advise seeking counsel. But my best advice for firing would be to make sure that you do pay a severance. What about like it. viral videos afterwards? Do you suggest that we make a viral video saying we're hiring? <laughs> <laughs> Right? The, the, I'm sure you guys have all seen it. The viral video of that girl saying that she quit and the company came back. Did you see this, Nicole? I have heard about it. I did not see it. Please share more. Yeah. So the, All right. So everyone that's watching, you'll have to check it out. A girl said that she, it was bad work environment and the company was not doing exactly what it was that she thought was best for video creating quality content versus quantity. And she wrote, she created this little viral video dance thing and the company came back with the boss like dancing and saying we're hiring now. Uh, it was cute, but at the same time I was thinking this boss doesn't really look, I mean, he looks kind of like a jerk. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so that was a you little off tangent. Be, you have to be very careful because bad publicity is spread so much further than, than positivity. And so when you're firing somebody, you know, you, you don't want to really do it in the office. You want to do it in a private setting and you want to be make it as amicable and civil as possible. You definitely don't want to burn bridges. No, I think those are great points. Especially in a small community. 
Yeah, burning yeah. bridges today with social media and everything like that, I, that just seems really scary of how it could get out of hand, even if you have it well documented. So, uh, Nicole, one of the things that we like to do here is do a feature five, talk about who it is that you are outside of the business with short answers. So first question is, what does your work environment look like? We, I mean, it looks like you're still in the office right now and it's after six o'clock on the West Coast. I actually have, I don't know if you can see it, but I have an Einstein picture back there. Nice. <laughs> I try to keep it fun. Um, our environment is interactive. Um, we try to, you know, laugh and we have a lot of humor because it is such a stressful environment dealing with, you know, people on day to day. Some people show up, some people don't. It happens. Cars break down. People don't get to the job. Um, so we just try to make it as fun. It's, it's like family here. And I think that goes a long way. It does go a long way. So as far as mentors and role models go, do you have any female mentor, female? I don't know why I pronounced it that way. <laughs> Do you have any female mentors or role models? I do. So my biggest mentor would be Nadine Vallejos, who owned Remedy Intelligent Staffing, which was the first staffing company that I was with, who offered me to you know, buy her, her business. And she was such a dedicated and passionate owner. I, I would not be here. She kind of built the foundation for me. She paved the way because I learned tremendously from her. Um, the biggest lesson that I learned from her is that in every, you know, obstacle, problem, negative situation, there's always an opportunity. And these opportunities, like, you know, some bad things are always going to happen, especially with employment and people. And it's through those challenges that we, you know, attack it head on. We don't fluff it. We're straight to the point with our clients. We're honest with them. We tell them what happened, what we're going to do, and then try to remedy the situation. And I think through that adversity, we have built loyal relationships. It's through, you know, the times of chaos and when clients are upset that we've made them loyal because we prove to them that we're there for them and we have their back. And I think, you know, sometimes problems are good things. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like loyalty and good communication skills are something that you personally value. And good communication skills, I think, is something I definitely need to improve upon, especially working with clients one on one. And I feel like a lot of other females hopefully would agree with me. I'm not totally out here on my own. But outside as far as outside of business, so on Instagram, you're constantly working. One of the things you'll do is you'll post pictures of your car as the only car in the parking lot. <laughs> and like you were saying before, you've isolated friends. But outside of business, what do you do? I mean, I you're super, super tall. Is there anything that you do with your height that um, <laughs> that is fun? I just joined a women's basketball league, so that starts next Friday night at 6.30 p.m., so I'm very excited um, to play basketball and also meet and socialize with like-minded individuals, so very excited about that. I think that's a great point, meeting with people that are similar to you outside of business. I meet with a mom's group every once in a while, or I did when my son was a baby, and it was... It was a little awkward still to talk to moms, even though I had something in common with them. We just had different, I mean, our days looked completely different. And so, I mean, that's one thing that I struggle still with uh, as far as getting outside and making friends that are not necessarily entrepreneurs like myself. I don't know about you. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so as far as advice for young female entrepreneurs, if there's another YFE that's just starting out, what advice would you give her? 
I would say, and I know it's cliche, but if you dream it, you can achieve it. And Aww. it's going to take a lot of sacrifice and discipline. But if you know what you want, you can pave the way. I mean, it's just, it takes a lot of hard work and tenacity and passion, but it's definitely achievable. And I feel like it doesn't matter where you came from, what education, you know, background you have, you can do it. No one's stopping you but you. I think you're a great testimony for that. Uh, you've definitely, I mean, we've you've talked about how you started from just being a part-time receptionist and now you actually am an owner of a staffing company. So I think that's awesome advice. Now, um, the last question is a little silly, but what's your, <laughs> what's your drink of choice? I'm a bubbly girl, so I love champagne. That is that is my drink of choice. And luckily, we partner with many wineries here. So no, I, you're in the wine country. I, so with that in mind, what's your favorite champagne right now? I would have to say Jay. I really like Jay, and Mum is really good, too. So I, I try to keep it local. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. Your answers were fantastic. And this is an area that we don't really talk about too much as far as hiring and thinking about those things that are farther out in the future so where can we find you after this absolutely so i'm on twitter and and linkedin twitter i'm staffing queen in as in nicole and on linkedin it's just um slash smart nicole um and if you do if anyone has any questions about hiring firing interview questions anything like that i'm happy to answer off awesome Awesome. Thank you so much, Nicole. And then one, once uh, before we let you go, uh, I don't know how to pronounce where you are, but you have a networking group. So if you're in the Bay Area, is that right around the Bay Area? You can the actually North Bay, North Bay uh, people can meet you. Absolutely. So I'm about 45 to an hour minutes north of San Francisco. And what's the, the name of your networking group? It's called the Petaluma Young Professional Network. And where can people find out more about that? It's PetalumaYPN.com. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, So everyone, make sure that you check out Nicole's website. And hopefully if you're in the North Bay Area, you can meet up with her in person. I would love that. All right. Well, thank you, Nicole. Have a great rest of your evening. Great. Thank you so much. All right, so we've just been talking to Nicole Smart of Star Staffing. Wasn't she awesome? She has such an incredible story, and I love hearing, like I said, the underdog story is always so inspiring. You can come from, you know, you can come from having no college experience, just starting as a part-time receptionist, and work your way up quickly. I mean, she did it in under 10 years. That's pretty, I mean, that's very inspiring. So, uh, just as an overview, make sure that you join Bootstrap Book Club. Find out more at uh, yfe.me forward slash find me in the club. Answer question one. It's a great question by Stacy. You can find out more in our Facebook group. And then, of course, check out uh, youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. Join our mailed it email list to stay up to date on everything YFE. Big shout out to Stacy at the Stacy Harris. See if we can bring her in one more time to say goodbye to everyone. But that yfe.me forward slash mailed it, that's where everything happens. So make sure that you um, are part of that. So Stacy, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully you're on. Can you hear me? <laughs> there you are. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you for having me. I always love co-hosting with you. It's awesome time. Uh, before we go, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to that was on chat or Twitter tonight? Um, I want to give a shout out to 
And let's see if I can pronounce this correctly. Riarder? Riarder? Nice. Is that, did I pronounce it correctly? <laughs> you gave me the correction. And she posted in the chat, um, she posted both of those videos you were talking about, um, which myself and um, Maggie mentioned a bit in the tweet or in the chat about it's going to be kind of difficult for her to find another job because Maggie um, at Mags Patterson pointed out that that's something that's going to be hard to bury in a background check. Yeah. <laughs> a YouTube video that went viral. That's yeah. all. Yeah. It's going right. to be tough to get past. Stacey, where can people find you online? You guys can find me at thestacyharris.com. Awesome. Thank you, Stacy. So Thanks everyone, for having me, guys. you've been watching episode 82 of Young Female Entrepreneurs YFE Chat Live. This has been Jennifer Dono. You can find me on Twitter at Jennifer Dono, and hopefully we can connect after the show. Thank you so much for showing up live. Make sure again that you you sign up for Mailed It at yfe.me forward slash Mailed It.